What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Berta here with another episode. In this episode, we're going to talk about building up joyous wealth, where not only are we building up our net worth, not only are we able to see the income growth, see the cash flow growth, but we're able to do it in a joyous way because so many people, what happens is they feel like they have to trade. They feel like they have to pursue wealth in the corporate ladder and put joy on the back burner or they fully pursue joy, but that means they can't really advance in their career. We're going to figure out how to blend those two together in this episode today. Now, our guest who joins us, she is a best-selling author and international speaker. She's the founder and CEO of Wealth and Wellness Global a coaching company that encourages living abundantly. Her book, Joyous Wealth, 56 Secrets to Riches and Wellness, is a creative nonfiction work teaching lessons around wealth, success, mindset, empowerment, and joy. Our guest who joins us in this episode of Breakthrough Success is none other than Armine Keshishyan. Armine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's a pleasure. Armine, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And I feel like so many people want to figure out how do we blend, how do we get this combination of joy and wealth in our lifetimes? How do we do them at the same time rather than feeling like they are two separate entities? So I am wondering how can we approach the process of building wealth without losing sight of our joy? So Mark, let me start with my four cornerstone philosophy, which is based on physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual slash mental. Now, under physical, anything to do with money, physicality, our our home, our cars, uh, even our bodies and intimacy, this is all under physical. And what happens is that we pay a lot of attention to the physical section of that four cornerstone philosophy. We just keep working and working and we want to get more cars, better cars, better houses, bigger houses, more houses, and uh, more investments. And we just focus on that and focus on that. But before I continue with that, I like to talk about my 3D concept, which is based on desire determination and dedication so number one we have to desire something to have it what is it that you want anything that you want if you follow those three you will be able to get it your desire level has to be 100 percent. then you have to decide not maybe someday one day you decide that you're going to do it and number three is your commitment, which is dedication. When you want to achieve something worthwhile, challenges are always going to come around. There is no two ways about it. There are challenges in everything that you want to build. And the idea is not to give up. So if you have those three Ds, definitely you will have what you want. So let's go back to the four corners on philosophy. What I like to do is I always ask, Look at those four corners under physical, what is it that you want? You might want to have a beautiful body, sculpted body. Now, do you exercise? If you're like, I don't know, 500 pounds and you say, I want to be 
very healthy and very beautiful, then you might need to do a little bit of work at the gym or anywhere for that matter. Number two is your emotional well-being. And I'm gonna tie them all up together. Emotional well-being is you check within yourself every day to see how you feel. Are you suppressing your feelings by overeating, drinking, doing drugs? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you angry? Or you're just too focused on money that you don't know really how you feel because you become numb and all you do is just look at the numbers and say, I want to reach my goal. Number three is mental stimulation, intellectual stimulation, reading a book, for example, or becoming creative, which is using your mental capacity. And number four is your spirituality, religion, however you want to call it. Some people believe in the big God, goddess, all that is, or universe, and some don't. Whatever works for you. So based on four elements in that cornerstone philosophy, you choose five, five things that you truly, truly desire. Let's say that you desire to have a $2 million house. Okay, so that's under physical. And let's say that you want to have a beautiful body, sculpted body, that's also under physical. But if that is what you want, that's okay. Number three, maybe you have children and you want to make sure the children are well-educated, you have enough money to send them to school, that's fine. So put everything that you desire under each category and think of priority. What is most important to you? Sometimes we may have 20 things that we want. Sometimes we may have 10, but choose five. So priority number one, two, three, four, five, and work towards them. If you do that, I guarantee you, <laughs> I guarantee you, you will have what you want. And sometimes our desires change. Sometimes we pursue something and then all of a sudden we're just not interested because, not because it's difficult, not because there are challenges, only because we are just not interested anymore and it's okay. You can change your mind. If you follow those basic principles, they are the major foundation for your wealth and your happiness. And I have seen it in my clients. I have seen it in myself. I follow the same strategy for myself. And when it comes to joyous wealth, like it's not like there's a benchmark, there's a standard. It's each person creates their own version. Some people, they want the $2 million mansion. Other people, they want a very small 1,000 square foot house where expenses are lower and you got a more affordable cost of living. There's a lot of different ways to create your own version of joyous wealth. But as Armin Ney mentions, you have to figure out what that looks like for you. You have to set up five different desires. What are these goals that define joyous wealth for you personally? What do you have to achieve to fit your definition that you set for yourself? And then it's just a matter of doing the work. Like for instance, uh, going to the gym, if that is something that you have to do to hit your goal or going out for a walk or anything like that. And each person is going to have different goals, different desires, but you have to figure out what those action steps are and then start doing them. There are so many people who they have a desire, like a $2 million house, like who wouldn't want that? But how do we then turn that into action rather than just wishful thinking? Yes. So 
if you absolutely want that $2 million house, you question why. Let's say that you have four or five children and then there is your spouse and you want a big home because you're comfortable, because it gives you a a feeling of security, a feeling of happiness. You can entertain, invite all your friends and family over and um, the location that you desired. If it's a true desire and you want that, that's fine. And then you figure out how am I going to have a $2 million house? Are you willing to work for it? Are you willing to change your mindset at times to listen to uh, certain advice that you may receive about how to create wealth or about how to go about it instead of waiting 45, 50 years to get that mansion. Maybe you can do that in 15 years or 10 years. And what is your time frame? A lot goes into this because are you an entrepreneur where you are self-employed? Do you have employees? How many employees do you have? Do you have one or you have 500? So every person is different. So You've got to sit down and look at your own finances, for example. If you have, well, you've got to have your net worth statement. What is your net worth today? If you are in debt, minus $10,000, and you want to have a $2 million house by next year, it might be very difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible. There are very few people can make it really quick in a year or two. But generally speaking, it takes time because you have expenses to eat, to pay your current mortgage or your current rent and go about it. And then give yourself a time frame. And number two is your risk profile. If you're investing to create that kind of money in order to buy that $2 million house, what is your risk profile? There are a lot of um, questions that we can ask. Are you a conservative investor? Are you a speculative investor? If you're conservative and you're getting into an investment which is double your money in a day or not, well, you might end up losing all of it. So risk profile is another one. And sometimes what I find is people want to have that $2 million house just because they want to show off. That happens sometimes. So you got to be very cognizant of your, your choices. Is it something truly you want? Then that's fine. But if it's to impress somebody else, you're not going to be happy if you didn't get to your goal on time. And sometimes, and sometimes uh, one would want just a comfortable home, maybe a 1,500 square feet, not too much, um, not too big, not too small, just comfortable so that they can travel or they can go to school or they can do something else. Everybody is different and everybody is right because it's your life. We are given life once, so we, we create what we want. That's all. <laughs> and again, the big theme of it, it's you're going on your own journey. Don't try to be what someone else thinks you're supposed to be. Just focus on what you want to be like don't do something just to impress other people. Do something because you innately want it. You want to achieve that goal for the sake of achieving it, for the sake of your ambitions rather than how other people will see you. I feel like that's something a lot of people get tripped up over. And I think that's how you get people to 
transcend on the corporate ladder, but then wonder, am I even happy in this position where you get all the wealth, you get all the success, but you did it for other people rather than yourself. So that's just something to keep in mind. And one very important point Armin they mentioned is tracking things. So like tracking your net worth, tracking your monthly, I have a spreadsheet tracking monthly income and monthly expenses. I've been doing it since I think 2019 and I went back and filled in data from 2017. So just to have that type of information in front of me has been a game changer. And if you want to achieve something, make sure you're tracking it in spreadsheets or in a notebook or whatever preferred method you have. But tracking is so important when it comes to joyous wealth, where we are able to accelerate our careers, but also in a way that allows us to realize a lot of our personal goals as well. Absolutely. Yes. And net worth statement and um, income and expense statements are two reports that you need to look at on an ongoing basis. Your net worth statement for sure on an annual basis and your expenses. Um, there are discretionary expenses and fixed expenses. Sometimes we could just spend money. I mean, uh, let's say your entertainment expense or your budget for your entertainment expense is say $500 a month and you end up spending $1,800 a month or $1,500 a month because you go out and you spend by drinking and eating out all the time, then you got to track that as you said, Mark, and also your net worth. So if your net worth, let's say today is $100,000 or minus $10,000 or plus $50 million, it doesn't matter. Where do you want to be next year, the following year? And then you've got to put all your assets together. Um, if you have a stock portfolio, if you have uh, bitcoins, or if you have a real estate portfolio, all of your portfolios have to have to come together. And sometimes people are not thinking about their house as an asset. But if you buy a house, say eight hundred thousand dollars, and in ten years it's two million dollars, well, your asset has increased. We have to look at all of that as well. And I really love how you mentioned the assets in there as well. Stocks and real estate are my two favorites. Granted, I'm mainly actually exclusively in stocks at the moment. Uh, cryptocurrency, it does have a fit for some people, not for everyone. Um, but, you know, we're not talking investing here in this particular episode, but it's part of building your wealth is figuring out what assets work best for you and figuring out how to strategically incorporate those with your income. So if you're able to get those two together, a lot of good things can happen. Tracking your net worth, income, and expenses, Armin mentions, that's going to help you contribute more to your portfolio each month and get you closer to that goal of joyous wealth. Armin, I know you have a book, Joyous Wealth, which we'll be linking in the show notes. I'm wondering if you could just share a little bit of that book with us so we get an idea of what to expect and some other places we can find your work as well. Sure. My book, Joyous Wealth, 56 Secrets to Riches and Wellness, is a creative nonfiction based on, the characters are built based on my years in the financial consulting business and wealth management. And there are five women, plus myself, who is the author and the narrator. We get together and we talk about our challenges, our aspirations, and our goals. And even in that book, I give that 
example and that exercise of choosing five things. And you know what? Everybody chooses something different and their priorities are different. So we have characters from very uh, absolutely with no money to a billionaire, literally a billionaire, and how they went and their journeys of how they accomplished what they were going to accomplish. We, there, is an pro, there is a prologue, then there are nine chapters, and then there is an epilogue. Every chapter is like a mosaic. Every chapter can stand on its own. We talk about wealth creation and wealth, anything to do with wealth, legacy, empowerment. Uh, we talk about well-being, emotional well-being, and how to take care of yourself. And um, uh, Circle of Life, one chapter is called Circle of Life. It kind of forces you to really think deeply and think exactly what you want in life and to make sure that there are your desires. Sometimes our parents want the best for us and they want us to be a doctor and an engineer or a lawyer. But let's say one wants to be a chef or wants to be a teacher. I mean, sometimes we follow um, paths that are not necessarily ours. And so it helps you think about that. And uh, it also comes with a workbook the workbook is free, comes with it so you can uh, journal your thoughts and do the exercises. And uh, it's a happy ending. Everybody gets what they want. And you learn about how they change, which is about mindset as well, and how they can change their lives from one end to the other in order to achieve what they want. And those things are truly what they want. I, I like it. It took me a few months to write it, but I had it in mind for a few years. So it, it, it moves very quickly, but you need to be focused when you're reading because there's a lot of information coming at you. Well, a nonfiction story combined with a lot of wealth lessons is a great mix. We will have that book in the show notes and Armine's website as well for anyone who wants to check it out. But thank you so much for coming on Breakthrough Success. It was a pleasure to have you here today. Well, thank you very much. And I forgot to mention also that book is available on Amazon. And it's a pleasure being on your show. I love what you're doing. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. Thank you.